That's what he said. I don't make love. I fuck hard. <laughs> I would hope so. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of tough to do if you're not. Oh my God, you're just stupid. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Nick. I'm Jordan. And I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where two nephews explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. This means this week, one of us will explain a movie to the other one of us in its entirety. Since this is a center for spoilers, if you haven't seen this week's movie, tune out and tune back in once you have. For other spoiler timestamps, don't check out our Instagram and Twitter. They won't be there. We are not as cool or as organized as our aunts. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to start off with what we watched this week, move into some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and then we're going to close out with our watch list ads and recommendations. You're listening to Take 3 Takeover. We explain movies. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. This, I don't know, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. Oh my god. So hi, uh, welcome to our crossover episode with We Explain Movies. It's finally here, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's a, it's a little late because, well, okay, I guess I'll tell you. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago, I started having some symptoms. They were sort of varied, like I, I would have headache and be tired one day, and then I'd have a, a really bad stomach ache, and all these kinds of like random horrible things were amassing. And uh, I went to the doctor because I thought maybe I had like an infection in my mouth because my tooth was hurting as well. Well, uh, I, they, they said, okay, let's test you for COVID. And guess what? I he had COVID. Her. He caught um, her. I found that out. Well, Miss Rona, Miss Rona was a sneaky one, but he got her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got me, gal. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So that was not before I went to one of my absolute best friends, Steven's, dental practice to <laughs> look at <laughs> to, to get him to look at my mouth uh so i went there with covid thankfully they were all vaccinated and everybody's fine but um yeah so not only did i not have like an infection in my mouth uh i had covid and then to add insult to injury start having chest pains I'm like, oh shit, I know that that's the thing where you have to go to the hospital. If you have COVID and you have chest pains, like you should go to the hospital. I go to the hospital and they tell me that night that I have double pneumonia and and I I guess like double pneumonia means it's in both lungs, but I had pneumonia in both lungs and I spent the next uh, six and a half days, seven days, I guess, uh, in the hospital and then I came home and I've been quarantining ever since then and I'm feeling much better. I still have like uh, like less energy than I want to, but I think that I also might have something to do with the fact that I'm literally trapped in, in my room, you know? <laughs> uh, so it's sort of like there's not too much to do. 
But yeah, feeling much better. I'm really sorry that I delayed this. Uh, I w- we were going to record and I was like having – that was before I even knew I had COVID. I was just having these like awful like symptoms. I was really tired, headache, like stomach ache. Like I just didn't think I'd be able to actually explain a movie to you. It really was like – it was that whole week where it was like, oh, I'm just – like, we can push it off one more day. I'm not feeling so well. Let's wait to see if I feel better tomorrow. And to yeah. the next day was, like, a little bit worse. And it was like, oh, I'm really not feeling well. Until it was, like, the last day. And then you're like, shit, I have COVID. We're like, okay. So this definitely needs to move. But I am so, so excited to do this. I'm so excited to be on the other side of this. Uh, we did the lobster last year. Uh, or two years. It, it wasn't last November. It was the November before last November. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Where I explained the lobster to my co-host Nicholas, uh, I also was sick. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> we. This must be like a cursed project or something. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, it's exciting to just be able to record again and to feel <laughs> up to it. Honestly, because I just really have not been feeling up to it. So this is. This is great. I'm happy to be home and I'm happy to be back recording. And that's about where it stops because going over this movie and writing down an explanation is the worst thing that has happened to me <laughs> in the past several weeks. Oh. And not only it sucks because the movie is lacking in a lot of departments, but also because I used to, to sing its praises from the rooftop and I, I still – very much feel that way about Dakota Johnson's performance. And I also think it was actually pretty well shot. I don't think anybody gives like a particularly bad performance for what they're given, but it just, it just doesn't amount to anything special. And, (laughs) you know, I don't know how, I I think I do know how the girls feel about this movie. Um, I don't know how you're going to feel but we will see. I'm just smiling. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I like, I know that journey. I know the journey that you went through to, to do this. And I'm sure the girls do too. And again, I said it in the last episode, I don't know how they do it every week. It is an insane assignment, but I think it's super fun. And yeah, I, hope I this can't well. believe it. Like, yeah, it's insane, right? Uh, I'm ready. The next time we cross over, let's like go on each other's podcasts or what, rather than doing this. Again. I mean, like, if you want to do it again, then talk to them I about do. it. But like, I thought it was super fun. I'm but. not ready to do this for a little while. Like, <laughs> holy shit. It's long. I have 15. Yeah. I, this is probably not nearly as much as some, some of the other movies you guys have had, but I have 15 pages of notes. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right, but that's not the first thing we do. We, we uh, start off with what we watched this week, right? Yes, we do. And let's get into that because I got some some doozies. I'll let you go first, though. No, you go first. Are you telling me that all of this free time that you've had, you've not watched any new movies? What? Yes, I have. Then Absolutely. you go first. I'll go first. Okay. You go that's first. Fine. All right, but I will say uh, I don't want anybody to expect me to have watched like everything in the world because when I don't feel good, I watch things that I've already seen <laughs> to to comfort me. So like in the hospital, I didn't have the television on. I was watching things on my phone, and for the most part, it was Family Guy. And like <laughs> Android, you know, has has 
I don't know if you can do this on Apple, but um, you can just sort of like bring an app up and have it playing in the background while you're like playing a game or texting or whatever. So I'm like watching Family Guy and texting and doing a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, this is good for me. So yeah, I watched a lot, like probably two seasons of Family Guy. <laughs> but again, I've, I've seen most of them. Although I, there were definitely some ones I hadn't seen. But we're going back a ways. It's been a little while, right? So, okay, I guess I can start at Bad Boys for Life, uh, which I watched with my aunt. Oh, with V? Yeah, I went to her house and while I had COVID and wrist infecting them too. I, I Yeah, I but they didn't. Everybody's tested and they don't have COVID either. But um, I really liked it a lot. I think it was actually probably my favorite of the three just because, I don't know, the others two, maybe I just watched them when I was younger and I was not able to follow the plot as, as easily. But this one, you know, was fairly cut and dry and it was fun and funny and I like the the idea that they were playing on the fact that they were you know much older than they were uh, but it was still like they were still kicking ass and I still thought it was really uh, action-packed and um, interestingly done and had a kind of a cool twist they introduced these like this like younger group of people that are like helping them Vanessa Hutchins is one of these actors and <laughs> so it's just like this group of young people that are there to help them as well and they're not particularly likable or unlikable um they're just sort of there and fine but I don't I don't know I, I guess maybe the only reason they were there is maybe to make these guys feel old in contrast to them I'm not sure but uh I don't I don't know necessarily why they would do that regardless it was fun and if they were going to make another one, which they probably will, uh, I would watch it. Nice. Yeah. I've not and seen then I watched, any of those movies. you never seen any of them? No. Yeah. I uh, I don't think they're for you. They're, they're action. <laughs> I mean, they're action comedies, but they're yeah, definitely yeah. very heavy on the action. That's the um, Will Smith and um, – is it Will Smith? Yeah. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. That's it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Who is so funny. Um, then we also watched Pitch Perfect 1, 2, and 3. Nice. I had seen 1 and 2, but I didn't go, or I didn't go see 3 in theaters, and I hadn't seen it, and I actually thought it was all right. I wrote on Letterboxd, I guess the natural progression of this musical comedy franchise is to turn into Taken, because, like, there's suddenly this action subplot, (laughs) and it's very strange. Uh, but it's but with like Fat somehow, Amy, who is Rebel Wilson, so... Yeah, somehow that doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. Like, that that just seems to make sense. It's it's silly and stupid and fun, and I don't um, hold it against any of them. I think the, the first one is definitely the best. Maybe the third one is a little bit better than the second one, but yeah, I like them all. They're fun. I mean, you know what you're getting into. It's a bunch of acapella singing. I don't even really like that. Cause like, I think I'm gleed out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I like the characters like Anna Kendrick is so, I just love her. I just like, I will watch her at anything. There's some powerhouses in, in that cast for sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I also watched coming to America, like coming to America. I need to watch both of those. I still, I've not seen the first one and I keep hearing that like, Oh, that's a crime against humanity that you've not seen the first coming to America. Yeah, so the first one is a comedy classic. My mom was like really excited for the second one because 
she loved the first one. And it was good enough. It wasn't as good as the first one, um, but they definitely have like enough spectacle. There's enough like cameos and enough <laughs> comedy in there that I, you know it, it made me it made me happy. And the story was funny. Uh, it seemed like a like a decent follow up. Like there, he has a son, and and the son lives in America, so he's got to go back there. And then, but actually, most of it actually takes place. In, I think it's called Zamunda. I don't want to say that wrong, but it's probably Zamunda, the the country that they live in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was funny and enjoyable enough. Oh, and Justice League, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> which yeah, let's talk about that. I fucking loved every minute of it. I loved I ate it up. Really? Yeah, hmm. I really, really, really hated what they're calling it Justice League because it's Joss Whedon's. <laughs> I've not heard of that yet. That's funny. It's so much fun. I mean, it's four hours long, so it's a it's a feat to watch. But for someone who I didn't really like Man of Steel, but I I uh, Batman versus Superman has actually grown on me. I really I like that universe, and I obviously love Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and then the the additions of. Like you really get to see the Flash and Cyborg finally like actually have stuff to do in this movie, especially Cyborg. Cyborg's like the star of this film. Um, <laughs> and he's like all but cut out of the Justice League one. It's crazy. It's like a marvel to behold the fact that it's a four-hour movie. And I just really enjoyed the whole thing. I think originally the plan was to to break it up into episodes but then contracts got in the way. They were the contracts were made with the actors for a movie rather than a TV show, so that it had to be a, a released as a movie. It might have been more digestible to people as a TV show. But um, I sat there and watched the whole thing. But I also, <laughs> you know, was bedridden. <laughs> you had the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I really liked it, and I cannot wait for us to watch it together. Yay. I've not seen the first one. I've kind of checked out of the DC universe. I really, I got 10 minutes through Aquaman and I was like, this is not for me. And I have honestly not seen enough good reviews about the Snyder cut to be very interested in watching it. But if you really wanted to spend another four hours watching it, if you insisted, I, I probably, this is me insisting would it's not. This is me insisting 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it for sure. What else did you watch? I think that's it, right? Oh, no, okay, okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not technically a movie, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. It's a TV show, and I've watched two episodes of it so far, and it's really, really intriguing and fun and really well-paced and I love the action in it, but I also think that the uh, character relationships, particularly between Sam and Bucky, are like really strong. Are they fucking? Huh? Are they fucking? So in this last episode, there is a point where I was like, man, people who want them to fuck are going to be like, holy shit, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's definitely some subtext. Like now that we can't have Stucky anymore, Steve and Bucky, because uh, Steve's an old man or dead. I don't know where he is right now. But um, <laughs> Sam's available, and 
they would be beautiful together. Love is love. <laughs> love is love. So I hope that you've also been taking notes on those because you'll be explaining those episodes to me as well because I no. don't think I'll be watching. Okay, but let me ask the, answer this question though. Okay, we've probably done this on this podcast already, but I don't care. All right, what is your favorite Marvel movie? I know it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but I think there again just not there's not been enough hype around it and I think I'm going to wait until at least most of it is out so I can kind of just knock it out all at once. Um, I don't know. I'm just not as invested. Like you can't, you can't sell me WandaVision and then tell me this is up next and expect me to be excited about it. I'm just not, I'm sorry, but I will watch it because I've watched all of the Marvel installments. That's so weird because WandaVision was awesome. And why wouldn't you just be excited about this? Which is also from the same studio and telling I don't really care about I don't care about these characters. I kind of You're... really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. I I don't know. I don't know. It's like I mean you give me Katherine Hahn, you give me Elizabeth Olsen. So Anthony just... Mackie and Daniel Bruhl and Sebastian Stan. Like are... they're fine. I they're fine. I don't know. They're fine. I will watch it eventually. I'm gonna wait until there's Fine. a few more out, and then I will watch. All right, it. let's move on to yours then. I guess. All right, are you because finished? like I did? I watched something else, but I want to recommend that at the end. Okay. Because I don't think I think some people probably don't know about this, and I okay. fucking love it. <laughs> so I have on my list. First off, I watched I Care a Lot, and I loved it. And I'm still waiting for you to watch it because I think you'd really like it. Oh, I totally uh, forgot about that. I know. I, yeah, I want to though. It's, it was it was very good. Uh, some highlights that I loved about it. I loved that they were able to use uh, there. There was this isn't really a spoiler, but there was a, a lesbian relationship, and for once, it was not like the center of those characters' roles in the movie. It was not like it just they, it, it was just it just was in it, and it was not a big deal at all, and it was perfect. And That's Peter awesome. Dinklage is in it as well. Oh, I love him. I do too. And and there was no mention of his size whatsoever in the movie. That role could have been played by anyone. And it was. And it was perfect. And it was sort of like representation done right. I thought it was great and perfect. Was not thrilled with the ending. The ending was like, whatever. But I was kind of left like, oh, that's it. Like, that's it. And I wish there was a little bit more. But I think it was it was a great time. And I would I would watch that one again. Good. I also watched Behind Her Eyes. I don't remember what streaming service this was on. I want to say it was Netflix. Uh, it's My mom told me to watch this one, and she told me something about it that I won't repeat. And because she told me this thing, it kind of did alter my experience. So I won't say it, but it also means that I don't really know how I feel about it because I didn't really have like a natural viewing of it. But I'd be, I think you would like it. I, I'd be curious to know what you thought about it. Can you tell um, me what it's about? it's about I, I can't really sell it to you like if I gave you the bare bones of it you'd be like that's kind of boring but essentially it's a woman who kind of falls in love with her therapist and the therapist kind of falls in love with her as well but the problem is is the therapist is married and just Ooh. things happen between the three of these people and it's it's a little bit trippy it's a little bit cool um but yeah, again, I don't I don't really know how to accurately review it, but uh, give it a chance maybe. I don't know. It was super quick. I think it's only like six episodes, 
Um, oh, it was a television show. Yeah, it's a show. It's a show. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm almost positive it's on Netflix. To prepare for this movie and for some of your questions, uh, for the first time I watched Brokeback Mountain. And that I feel like that is like way overdue for a gay man yeah. to watch that movie. Oh my God, it was beautiful. It really I was is. not expecting... I was not expecting what I saw, to be honest. I thought it was very charming. Uh, it was devastating. I was not expecting a lot of things that happened. Um, <laughs> it was really cute. It was really, really cute. And and I really enjoyed it. I loved it a lot. I love the two main characters. I think they're perfect. I'm angry at one of them for obvious reasons, but um, or for to those who've seen it, I guess. But uh, it was cute. I really liked it. Oh, well, I'm glad. It yeah, it really is a great movie. It's cute. Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, one thing I didn't like, I watched Enemy. Uh, what a waste of two hours. I That was miserably bad. And the only reason I didn't stop watching it midway was because the reason I wanted to watch this movie is because every person that I've heard talk about this movie has talked about the ending. They're like, Oh my God, this ending's like so crazy. It's like, it's this magnificent ending. I can't believe this ending. So I was like, okay, I need to get to this ending. I need to get to this twist. And then I'm watching the movie and it suddenly just ends. And I'm like, that is what I waited for. I cannot believe this. It's, I I feel like it's too deep and it's, it's deep in a way that I just don't care enough to dive into what everything means like i just don't care normally i'm all about that but this didn't pull me in enough to want to explore it more i really hated it i really really did not like that movie and i'm i'm upset because i know that's a denny film and uh i know he's done better work but yeah that is it's funny because like that's one of his ones that i yeah i'd never seen either and i think i just always assumed that you know, every Denis Villeneuve movie I hadn't seen is also amazing and I'll just get to him eventually. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. It was, I was very let down and maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just too stupid and it went over my head, but it was legitimate. You would hate it. You would absolutely hate oh, it. Oh, I'm sure if you don't get it, then I'm certainly not going to get it. It was, yeah, it was not fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm only bringing this up because I have something to say about it, but uh, I watched today. I finished uh, We Can Be Heroes. Um, oh no, did you really? I did. <laughs> Why did you want to finish it with me? No, God, no, but I can't <laughs> believe you went back to that. We started as a joke and I just wanted to, I needed to have something on in the background and I, uh, <laughs> I just finished it. And here's the thing. Obviously it was bad, but I give props to Mr. Rodriguez for being so unapologetically bad. <laughs> like it, it's, it had confidence in its terribleness, and I give him props for that. So, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then the last thing. He's sort I, of gone off the deep end. I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. I mean, I know he makes movies for his kids, and like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. But, you know, I, to be. To be so closely tied to Quentin Tarantino. It was hard watching people like Pedro Pascal and uh, Priyanka. Yeah. Chopra? Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. 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 I think it's she's Chopra. yeah. She was fabulous in it, by the way. She was like my favorite part. But uh it's it's tough seeing big actors like that, like in roles like that. It was, they it was a big cringy. Kids that are like shit actors. I don't yeah. like any of those kids. It's certainly not spy kids, that's for sure. I don't, uh, I, like I'm afraid to go back and watch that. 
I'm seen, like afraid it won't hold up. I will defend the first two Spy Kids. Those still hold up. Those are still, okay. I think, great movies. Uh, and the last thing I watched, and I think you would actually really, really like this, I watched Coherence. I don't know what, how this ended up on my watch list. It was probably uh, brought up in some episode of our aunts uh, because I think they all had like a rating or review on it on Letterboxd. I was blown away. I thought it was so good. Um, it was very close to The Invitation. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. The, about the dinner party? Yeah. It was like that, but set in like a Cloverfield sci-fi kind of like oh, universe thing. Uh, my only critique is that I think it was too low budget. I think if this was remade with some bigger actors and some more money, I think it could be something that's like really phenomenal. I thought it was really, really interesting. A lot of really cool twists. And uh, Xander from Buffy was in it. And that was a nice surprise. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's a movie? Yeah. It's a movie. I want to say it's on Hulu. I'm not sure, though. Hulu? Hulu. Uh, but yes. Uh, oh, and I've been... Catching up on Buffy. We're on. I'm on the last episode of season five. I've also. I'm also catching up on the show You, which I kind of don't like. But the only reason I'm watching it is because that one actress from Hill House is in it, and I love her. It's or Bly so Manor, I guess. Boring. Or both. <laughs> it, it is kind of boring. The ending gets a little bit more. I I stopped. I think but... I watched like three episodes and was like, okay, where are we going here? <laughs> I was disappointed by the ending of season one, but I'm in it for season two because of that one actress from Hill House. I absolutely love her. And then I'm also kind of watching The Good Place. I don't love it. It's kind of a mess, but it's a fun show and it's funny. So, um, Yeah, that's that was one where I think if it was like – I mean I've, I've seen probably the first season of it. And if it was like put on, I'd like watch it and be cool with it, you know, and laugh. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think I will ever seek that show out. I don't <laughs> – it just doesn't grab me. I've um, seen – Clips and scenes of I know um, Maya Rudolph is in it, and I think that's what's motivating me is I want to get to her parts because that seems funny. Uh, but I have not met her yet. I don't know how she is involved in all of this. It's really not a great show, but it is. It's one of those like entertaining you can have on in the background, and you know it's it's got a few good kicks of laughter, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. They, and it's been they a while. Mean the hell out of that show. Oh yeah, they do for sure, for sure. Oh, I when you were talking, I remembered uh, something I watched. It was I just watched it today, and I didn't even bring it up. I'm sorry. Uh, I finally got around to watching the new SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. That looks so beautiful. The animation in that looks so cool. Okay, I want to watch so it so bad. Here, here are a couple of things I realized. One, yes, the animation is is really cool, but. It didn't feel like SpongeBob to me. Like, really? It was very sort of jarring how different they all looked. I mean, they clearly are trying to make this like a, a film spectacle rather mm -hmm. than, you know, something different than what they just air on Nickelodeon. But um and and they changed up the animation before uh and for for the movies, but this particular style was just very jarring there is actually a full <laughs> sequence that's that's uh above water with humans and that's sort of like really the humans animated too no, no no the humans are the human like it's live action yeah they've done that for several movies now I think. Yeah. yeah but this particular one 
a way overstays its welcome. I think, I think, and I don't, I, I hate to say this, but I think I might have outgrown SpongeBob or maybe <laughs> this movie just was really sort of pandering to baby kids because i think yeah i think i'm sure i haven't watched any of the newest episodes of spongebob but i'm sure that they are marketing that to a completely new generation than well yeah those who started off with it so i'm sure it is a more evolved version of what i we mean grew up with. i'm you know in my uh mid to late 20s <laughs> Uh, so I, like I, uh, while I was seven when this show came out and I remember it very fondly, uh, and I've seen every movie that they've ever made. I've actually s- seen the first well, I think there's just two. Um, I seen the other ones in theaters, like opening weekend, uh, <laughs> but I was, I love SpongeBob, but this one I just hadn't seen yet because you know, the pandemic and everything, but I, I finally saw it and it was on Paramount Plus for free and I was like, you know what, let me watch this. And there are definitely some some funny parts and some really cute parts and I, I still love the characters. But then there were also some like really cheesy like, come on, uh, <laughs> you are clearly again pandering to like babies. Yeah. One cool part is um, Keanu Reeves is in it. And he's really funny. He's he's like just is himself inside of a tumbleweed, but he winds <laughs> up being like their spirit guide throughout this this journey. And huh. that's actually like every time he comes up, I, I just I love Keanu Reeves, so he's really good. Um, and but okay, so there's this one there's this one thing they like they like go in and try to make it so they all knew each other when they were babies at this place called Camp Coral. And it's like, I don't think that that matches up with like the continuity that you guys established 20 years ago in the show. So, you know, I, me, <laughs> I'm nitpicking. Purist. Yeah, I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure that does not line up. I'm pretty sure you guys didn't know each other when you were kids. Like you wouldn't be friends. Like, uh, but there's actually apparently a show based off or that's coming if it's not already available that's based off of them when they're children and it's called camp coral and it's going to be on paramount plus which is the old cbs all access which i still have because of the the stand the the show that we will not mention yes (laughs) uh and it's going to be like all of the spongebob characters but as babies i guess so I guess so. I probably I didn't like those parts very much. Again, because I was like, "This isn't what happened." <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's an but yeah, choice. it's fine. I'm I'm sorry. We should keep going. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you want to move on to questions then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited about this! I can't wait. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So me too. All right. So which question should I ask first? All right. I'll start with this one. Okay, okay, and I want everybody to know that I do not really find this movie that sexy. Uh, I think it attempts <laughs> to be sexy, and maybe the the sequels wind up well, getting sexy. But like, do you want to ask the question first? <laughs> well, I just want to preface this that I'm not <laughs> implying that this movie is sexy. Okay. Okay. It, I, I I'm just want to make sure people know that because again, it's yeah, the, it's not. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. What? Shut up. Let me go. Let me do it. 
Okay, so the question is, what is the sexiest movie you've ever seen? So can we go into this? You were like, I just want to preface this. I don't think this movie is sexy. But let's answer the question. What is the sexiest movie you've ever seen? Just That's funny to me. I don't know what's about. I don't know what you're about to say, but that's just that's really funny. To so me. my, I guess what I uh, the <laughs> point is, is that I think maybe bringing up such a question would imply that I think that this movie is also sexy, but it isn't. I think it you tries just, to be, but it is not. Okay, you answer the question then. Okay, so uh, my answer is Jennifer's body. Okay, okay. And Oh, because you're gay. So obviously there aren't that many sexy yeah. movies that are for guys that aren't, you know, uh, probably too – adult to talk about and i've seen a lot of i've seen call me by your name which has really weird new context now that i don't think i'll ever be able to watch again uh but and i've seen moonlight and i've seen Brokeback mountain i've seen all the you know all the award winners and all that shit but um i don't know to me there's very few things sexier than uh megan fox as you've seen this movie right Yes. Okay, we watched it together. As a sex demon, like that is so hot and she eviscerates some people and I'm like, <laughs> God, that is attractive. Like I'm I'm a fan. It's a very fair answer. I like that. Uh, I have two answers for this because uh, I kind of have like two different definitions of the word sexy, I guess, and it, it will be clear when I answer this. But the first one is sort of like, the, my like my sexual awakening movie, like the one where I was like, oh, I'm feeling stuff. This feels different. <laughs> like maybe I'm different kind of thing, not to get too graphic. But uh, so back when I was growing up, we would have a we had like portable DVD players that we would use on like car trips and stuff. And when we weren't using them on car trips, I was watching them at night, staying up late, like sneaking it from my parents because I wasn't supposed to. And watching like PG-13 movies that my older brother owned and stuff. So it was like it was like shit frat boy movies like White Chicks and like Malibu's Most Wanted and Euro Trip and all that kind of stuff. But the one that sticks out, I don't know if you've seen this movie. Are you familiar with the movie Without a Paddle? Yeah. I that's the one. That's the <laughs> one. It's Matthew Lillard, hot as hell. It's Dax Shepard, hot as hell, and it's Seth Green. Mm-hmm. I get the Seths mixed up. Uh and there's the one scene that sticks out to me. I think they all have to like stay warm. They're in like like a rainstorm or something and they have to hide out in a cave. And in order to st- and they they all their clothes are gone. They're like just down to their underwear yeah. for some reason. And they all have to cuddle up in this cave. And it's like that was the moment. I was like, oh, my God, these three men are the sexiest things ever. That um, is, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's like my 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 growing up <laughs> <laughs> sexy movie. Uh, but my real answer to this, as the definition of sexy has changed throughout my life, uh, my real answer, I think, is going to be Midsummer. I think we're going to, like, mention the obvious that Christian does get naked in this movie, and he yes. is so fucking sexy. So sexy. Um, but we're also going to talk about Florence Pugh in this movie. I think just all of the performances in that movie were sexy as hell. I think the production was sexy as hell. I think the the setting and the scenes and the, the editing and just everything about that movie is just so sexy. Uh, and I'm so glad that my, that is that is the vibe you get from it so. Yes. Oh my god, are you kidding? I mean it's it's other things, but it is 
It's very sexy. I totally, I totally get that. Uh, question two, do you want to answer or ask question two? This is a question that represents how I actually feel about this movie now. Uh, <laughs> okay, so tell me a movie that you didn't like, but it introduced you to an actor that you do like. This was a tough one. I'll admit, I don't have any, like, I have one answer for this. I don't have any, like, honorable mentions or anything, but... Do you want me to go first? Because I do. Sure. Yeah, go for it. So, my honorable mention uh, is I don't particularly uh, care for The Mummy Returns or Scorpion King, which are both sort of, like, the introductions that I had to The Rock. It is so funny that you bring that up, and we will get to that at the end of this episode. It's just just make that like a little bookmark in your mind that you brought up the Mummy movie. I think that's okay. hysterical. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think I was when I was younger, but like going back, I'm like, ah, oh, this is boring. <laughs> um, but it obviously introduced me to. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I've grown to really actually appreciate in a lot of movies. Um, I think he's really charismatic and fun, and I love him in the um, Fast and Furious movies, and I'm really excited about Black Adam, and yeah. Did you see the Jumanji reboots? So I've seen the first one. I watched the first one, but I've not seen the second one. I gotcha. I still, I need to watch those i hear they're very well received oh i thought you already had no and i'm i'm too like nervous too because i love the first one so much oh it Um, feels like it's gonna be different enough to where it shouldn't you know cloud the enjoyment of that (laughs) i just want to confirm that the rock is in that right like he that's the reason i brought it up okay okay (laughs) yeah so there's this part that makes me i like always laugh i think it's the second one where Jack Black plays a girl, like he's the avatar for this this girl, and she's like, "Guys, it's Jumanji." Like, <laughs> I can't do it right, but it's I so fucking, fucking funny. I love Jack Black. Jack Black is like the greatest. Okay, um, for my for my actual answer is Idris Elba, um, who I I don't like uh, the movie. Okay, so I can't remember exactly which one I saw him in first, but I don't like either of these movies, but they both introduced me to him, obviously. Uh, Daddy's Little Girls, which is a Tyler Perry movie. Um, oh, God. <laughs> it's not very good. My mom is, my mom loves it, and she would still watch it. Like, oh, It's not very good. But he's in it, and he's, he's really um, – he's actually decent in it. And then um, Prom Night, which is the remake of the – the 80s horror movie. I think it came on in the 80s. That is garbage. That's a <laughs> shitty, boring movie. And uh, But he's the cop in it, and it's actually – like he's actually, again, awesome. I didn't watch The Office when I was a kid. Like I watched it much later in life, so I didn't see him on there. That's like his worst role. I mean like he's good <laughs> at it, but he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> but everything else I just love him in. Yeah, speaking of sexy – Yes. Oh my God. Good answer. So sexy. Okay. So, uh, the, the suicide squad trailer came out and everybody's in their costumes and he's just in a, I don't know if you're supposed to say wife beater anymore, but like one of those t-shirt tank tops, the white was, tank tops. Yeah. yeah. And he's like not in his costume. He's just in that. And, uh, they're like running and I'm just like, ah, oh, I just love him. 
<laughs> Sexy. See his uh, arms and shit. All right, continue. I, I got scared you're about to take my answer uh, because my answer to this is uh, the, the bad movie that I don't like is Suicide Squad, the first one. Oh, but shit. It introduced me to the glorious and lovely and sexy Margot Robbie. Oh I think God. that was the first movie I've seen her in, and I have been following her ever sense. since. Uh, and I think she's great and phenomenal. And and she's great as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Even. Like, like, they have made movies since then where I think she's done. I mean, I know you don't like Birds of Prey, but I fucking love Birds of Prey. <laughs> A lot of people do. I think I'm alone in that. I just, you know, it's the cheesy. You're not alone, action. but uh, it's certainly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definite people on both sides. Uh, she's fantastic. And, and she's actually, um, she's in Wolf of Wall Street, and she's really good in that, too. She's yeah, great she- in everything I've ever seen her do. That's, yeah, I think that's the thing is that like I've not seen her in anything that I don't like her role in. I, Tanya was yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, that's that's her best thing I've ever – that's the best. Um, that is someone you – you asked me this question the other day. I know this isn't pertinent to what we're talking about. Or maybe you asked me it yesterday. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the filmography? Uh, yeah, question. like who, yeah. what's an actor whose filmography you'd love to like study? I think I've seen – most of her movies if I haven't, but I would totally, you know, I would love to study her because god damn. She's have we done a Margot Robbie movie? Uh did we do we didn't do a full episode on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I don't think. No, I don't think we have. I'd love to though. Oh my god, I almost said she's not in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, she is, obviously. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh. Yeah, she's great. But she's like not in thinking- it enough, but still. <laughs> Thinking of I, Tanya and talking about like best roles ever, Alice and Janney's role in that movie, I think is her best role ever. Oh, yeah. It and I think that, Oscar. that might be my answer is uh, I, I'd want to study Alice and Janney. You talking know who else is amazing house. in that movie? Everyone else? No, who? Uh, Sebastian Stan. He, oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, and you know what else he's in? This TV show you're going to watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, should right. we? Should we? Are we done, or do do we do yours, or what do we do? Yep. Yeah, we, we did. did mine. Okay, we did Margot. Yep. Okay, so, so where are we questions. at now? Keep me on track. Right now, we do predictions. Oh Lord, have mercy. Okay, what are you gonna predict? What's your prediction? So, You've not seen the trailer. I didn't show you the trailer because there's you told movie me not to. doesn't. There's not enough substance. <laughs> From hearing that and seeing some reviews uh and just kind of knowing the cultural impact of this movie i here's what i know i know there's going to be a lot of sexy stuff i know there's going to be some bdsm i know there's a specific room i don't remember what it's called like the rose room or the red room or something where it's like his dungeon his like sex dungeon or something but i know it's essentially girl meets boy and they get into some kind of – I think there's a contract involved. I'm not positive. Maybe that's something else. But she signs up to be this man's like – is escort the right word? Well, if it's if that's what you think. I don't really – well, maybe I just don't know the full def- definition of escort. But um, I know there's going to be a lot of sex. I do know that this movie or these books, I guess, were essentially Twilight fan fiction. They were, yeah. I think right. They were, they, like I think that's that's not essentially. I think that they, they were Twilight fan fiction. Okay, <laughs> so that makes me wonder if 
if Mr. Gray is the uh, soft, pale, vampire type, is there going to be a furry, bear-esque, daddy-esque character as well that's going to be in this mix? I don't know. We are that would not be lovely. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I know I'm not supposed to like tell you what's going to happen, but don't get your hopes up. I think that would be fun. Uh, maybe no daddy's in this. Who knows? Um, and then I also like, I think just knowing Hollywood romance or, you know, sex movies, that's not what I meant to say, but, uh, I think there's obviously going to be some romance involved. I'm sure there will be feelings caught on either end. Uh, I do predict there will be a big fight at some point. I feel like there will be some kind of separation at some point. And I think at the end, everything will be happy again and they'll be back together in a different form than they met up with having learned something throughout the journey. Um, I don't think anyone's getting pregnant. I think they're going to wait to do that in like movie two or three, but I'm, I'm not putting that off the table just yet. I don't know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, So to be honest with you, um, I not seen two or three because for a long time, like I heard really, really bad things about number two and three. And I was like, (laughs) well, I really like the first one. Let me not ruin it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I ruined it. Uh, but, uh, I still haven't seen two and three. So all, all of these things, if they don't happen, uh, in what I'm about to tell you, you know, and you're really interested and you want to go <laughs> with seek out uh, <laughs> number two, Fifty Shades. It's Fifty Shades Darker and then Fifty Shades Freed. Freed, yeah. Freed. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm just supposed to keep, I'm just, I, now I just start, right? Before we start, as you know, I've done this before. So I am what you might call an expert of we explain movies. Okay. Uh, I have a few things I want to say, and this is definitely not an apology letter uh, that I've been, you know, planning since November 11th of 2019. This is not something that has plagued me since then. This is not anything that I regret. It's more of a guide, I guess. Since, since I am an expert, it's a guide on how maybe some tips on how you should run this episode. Okay. If that's okay with you. Uh, yeah, um, I need all the help I can get. Yep. So first first and foremost, you should know the main character's name. Got it. I think I do. Um, that's, this is good. Yeah. Uh, I did not. Uh, it's called a halfway point and not a climax. I don't know whose idea it was to call it a climax. I don't know why it was called a climax. It's a halfway point. Oh, you called uh, it a climax. And- I did. I don't know why I fucking did that, but I did. Um, it's pronounced Rachel Weiss. Oh, we okay. are stupid plebeians. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not wrong. in this, so so that that's okay. Oh, perfect. Even better. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, again, not an apology or anything. Uh, and uh, watch list ads and recommendations are two different things. So once we get there, we can uh, we can figure like that out. You add things but, to your watch list, and then you're going to yes. recommend things as well. I was under the impression it was just sort of like a this is a watch list ads and recommendations section. Whether you have one of everything or none of everything, it's just more of a suggestion. No, they're two different things, and that just didn't register for me. I'm blaming all of this on the fever that I had. I was if you listen to that episode, I'll probably sound very, very different than what I sound like now. But um, 
I'm glad those are out there. I hope those help you as much as they've helped me. Uh, but without further ado, I am ready to listen. I am so excited about this. I am excited too, especially because of Rachel Vice's cameo. <laughs> that is it really amazing. Rachel Vice? I've never it said is. that. And I feel terrible. I feel so bad. I think, I think okay. the lobster. I've I listen to our episodes occasionally, but the lobster one is the one that I've probably listened to the most. Because it's, it's all you. It, well, you narcissistic like, bastard. It is, and I hate myself for it because I'm like, oh, this is wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong, and that's wrong too. And it's just, it's. But now, I mean, now my my conscience feels so much better. I feel cleansed. I feel detoxed, and I'm ready to go. Well, good, good. I'm glad that you feel. Let's better. talk about sex, baby. Uh, and apparently, Sasha wants to be in the episode as well. So my dog's oh, probably gonna be barking in the background. Of so course she is, right as I start. <laughs> Fuck you, Sasha. Seriously. <laughs> I can't hear her if that helps anything. Well, they I'm sure they can. Okay, so we open in space. Orchestral music is playing. The camera quickly pulling out to reveal a familiar planet, Earth. As the sun illuminates the background, giant letters appear to be revolving the Earth. A shut U, up. an shut N, up. an <laughs> I, a V. We've pulled out far you. enough... Now the Earth is in full view, and the word universal <laughs> slows its revolution to hover in place over the equator. We don't have time for this. The words, a Comcast company, appear below the <laughs> South Pole. I'm just fucking with you. That is how the movie starts. Okay, You did paint, yes, yes, yeah. you did a good job of that. I, I was like, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So the film actually opens with a couple of shots of the Seattle skyline. I put a spell oh, it's on Seattle. You. Yeah, I thought it was New York. Ooh, this this is a twist. Oh know. yeah, very twisty. <laughs> <laughs> I put a spell on you. Plays in the background. Uh, it, it turns out it's a montage. A man is in his extremely large and affluent looking closet. However, he's just in a hoodie. He's tying his shoes and he's going running around Seattle. It's going to say he's going for a run, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Then we cut back to him getting dressed more professionally like he's going to work. Suddenly, we jump to a shot of a woman walking down a crowded hallway in college. She leaves the building and has an umbrella because it's raining. We alternate between the two different people, the man getting into his fancy car with his driver. It's not raining where he is. The woman finding her uh, blue Volkswagen Beetle in the parking lot. The man in a business meeting and the woman uh, staring in a mirror fixing her hair. Can I – okay. Can I tell you what's running through my head right now? What? The song Suddenly I See. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> – Wrong movie. That's a montage. Yeah. I know, I know. But, like, I, that's really funny. That's, that's amazing. Funny. Yeah. Can we talk about that movie instead? I will definitely oh, – I, I will just recite that from memory real quick instead <laughs> of this. Continue. I'm I feel like Continue. you could do that. You could totally, if I asked you to like recite me, uh, Devil Wears, Devil Prada? Wears Prada from memory, oh, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure. I could totally do that without hesitation." You're such a bitch. All right. <laughs> so the montage ends, and the first thing we hear is a woman saying, "Anna, take my car." Okay. So the woman here is named Anastasia Steele. That is Dakota, yes. and her friend slash roommate's name is Kate. And Kate's asking her if she has all the questions and if she knows where she's going. And Anna responds that she has a GPS and a 4.0 GPA, just to make 
clear. I want you to know I'm smart. Yes. I need you guys to know that I am an intellectual audience. Okay. <laughs> Which, as someone who has driven through Seattle, having a GPS doesn't mean shit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kate mockingly asks her if she's wearing that, which is like a flower shirt and a blue sweater. Looks good to me, but Anna's like, uh, how about a little less talking? And they laugh, and we cut to Anna driving to Seattle. She pulls up to a large skyscraper uh, with the words Gray House at the base. Suddenly, she's in the elevator, and this movie has a whole motif on elevators. So remember elevators. I would think it's like symbolic of not just closing yourself off and opening yourself up, but also elevating your place in life, like your status, regardless. And going going down on people. Yeah, going yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so deep. Uh, regardless, the doors open, and she walks out into this very posh lobby with a Rorschach painting that looks to me like a panda in the water. Uh, <laughs> all of the women are like super thin and beautiful, and they look like robots. Okay, so this is Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, this is Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> it, it changes uh, in a minute. You'll see. <laughs> okay. So uh, they call her Miss Cavanaugh, and she tries to say something, but she can't because one of the robot ladies is like, uh, Mr. Gray will see you now. That's like the iconic line, like, Mr. Gray will yes. see you now. Yeah. I do recognize that, yes. Okay, so I don't know why, but she like trips and falls into the office because it's like, oh, I'm clumsy. I'm whimsical. She <laughs> does. Like, it, you don't see what she trips on. You it, They just open the door and she <laughs> falls in. So Christian Gray is the man who was running before, has his back turned, and he's looking out his giant window at the city beneath, and he asks her if she's all right. And she explains that Kate is her roommate, and she has the flu, so she asked her to fill in. And he says, okay, I just want to preface this. A lot of this is conversation, so I had no other option but to just tell you the conversation that happens you know what i mean okay so there's yeah. like some quotes in this i mean i know that the girls use quotes and stuff too but like this might be a little heavy on the quotes in some areas just on the because dialogue. again they're just talking okay okay so, so it's, it's true though that she is filling in for kate yeah yeah okay yeah that's why she asked her if she had the questions earlier questions okay you weren't listening oh my god no, okay I, so no. kate at the beginning was was asking her if she had all the questions and if she had a gps yes but i still don't know like what those questions are like, oh, okay. i heard that well part. i will show I just, you i don't know what the questions are explain it to you i'm waiting for that yes that's that was my it's don't rush me <laughs> <laughs> go on i'm sorry okay so he says so you're studying journalism as well and she says no english lit uh, and, okay, so I just want to say I'm I'm probably reading this like really cheesily, but like pretend like Dakota Johnson's giving like a really nice subdued Dakota Johnson y performance, like a very uh, yeah, a very Dakota Johnson y performance. She yes. does good. She's a good yes. actress in this. Mm -hmm. I like believe her. I don't love her character, but I do believe her. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he reminds her that he only has ten minutes and invites her to sit and start the interview. She quickly realizes that she forgot a writing utensil, and he hands her one of his phallic pencils with his name on it. He's got a bunch of them, and he hands her one of them. Is it phallic just because it's a pen, or does it, is it actually shaped like a penis? Oh no, it's just a, it's a pencil, but okay, you know, so it's not like phallic a, shaped, but like yes, okay. it's phallic. Oh, I mean, yeah, because okay. yeah, it's you know because it's a sex <laughs> movie. 
And it's it, not a bachelor party. I'm carrying this over from take bed. three. I'm like, but no, you're right. It's not a bachelor party. No, okay. that would have been cool though. It'd be to Andrew and Dick Finn. I'm being, I'm trying to uh, analyze as I go along. No, I hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. Go on. So <laughs> she asks him what, or to what he owes his success. And I'm just going to have to tell you some of their conversation. Okay. He's like, business is about people, and I've always been good at people. What motivates them, what incentivizes them, what inspires them. And she's like, maybe you're just lucky. And he's like, I've always found that the harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. The key to my success has been identifying talented individuals and harnessing their efforts. And she's like, so you're a control freak. Harness. (laughs) He said harness. Yeah. Sorry, go on. You did. You're right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. I know. I got rock hard. So then (laughs) – I'm just kidding. I didn't. This is really, really corny. Okay. So then she asks him about the humanitarian project that he's involved in, and he chalks it up to being good for business. But she's like, maybe your heart is bigger than you want people to know. And they go on like – like flirting back and forth for a while. And I just want to point out that Dakota is not just a great actor. She is a great flirt and I want to sleep with her. <laughs> she does ask him if he is gay and he says the wrong answer. He, he, says he no. starts, yeah, he says no, unfortunately. He starts asking her questions about herself. He says, You said you're an English major. Tell me, was it Charlotte Bronte, Jane Austen, or Thomas Hardy who made you fall in love with literature? And she says, Hardy. And he's like, I would have guessed Jane Austen. So I'm not an English major, so I have no idea what the relevance of that is. (laughs) So long as it wasn't Bronte, because I believe that's Withering Heights in that movie, or that book is a nightmare. So he asks her what she's going to do after she graduates. And she tells him she just wants to move to Seattle with a roommate. And he tells her that they have an excellent intern program. And she's like, I don't think I'd fit in here. Look at me. And he goes, I am. <sighs> God. You pick, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater. <laughs> My nipples are tingling. <laughs> Christian walks Anna to the elevator. And he's like, I hope you got everything you needed. And she's like, I think you only answered like four questions. As the elevator opens, Anna steps in and Christian subtly grabs the paper with the questions on it without her seeing. He says, Anastasia. She says, Christian. Boom. Doors close. Okay. That's like one scene. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay. All right. So she steps out of the building into the rain with no umbrella, taking deep breaths like she's been holding them in since she walked in there. Uh, she goes back home ready to apologize to Kate. And apparently Christian emailed Kate every answer on the paper that he stole from her. Oh, okay. So Kate asks her about him and Anna very awkwardly calls him like polite, courteous, formal, clean, smart, and intense. Uh, A lot slower than I just did. (laughs) Kate is searching for Christian online. And you can see an article on her laptop that reads the most eligible billionaire bachelor. Ooh. Yeah. Anna is making a sandwich and asks her why she uh, would have her ask him if he were gay. And Kate responds that he's never been photographed with a woman. More conversation happens, but it's not important. Kate ends up eating her sandwich. Kate goes over and eats her sandwich. Uh, 
after Kate leaves, Anna sits down at her laptop to look at Christian because, spoiler alert, she is in love with him. I never would have guessed. Oh, and then there's this whole scene where she's sitting at this, like, study table at school, and she's just kind of holding the pencil he gave her by her mouth (laughs) really suggestively. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so the next scene, she's walking to her car, and her uh, friend-zoned photographer buddy, Jose, uh, comes up all excited and says that this gallery is going to exhibit his photos, and she's super excited, and they hug, and she's late for work, so they're going to celebrate later. This is the Jacob. This is the friend-zoned person. This is the Jacob. Who is Jacob? From Twilight. Oh... Gotcha. I could be wrong. Gotcha. Maybe we don't Maybe. see this guy ever again. But that's the first thing that came to my head. Continue. I'm sorry. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so now we introduce a location. Clayton's. It's a hardware store that Anna works at. Anna's putting up merchandise and her mom calls her. And she tells her that a man named Bob broke his foot playing golf. We can assume that Bob is her partner at this point, but it's not Anna's dad. Anyway, she explains that it means that they won't be able to come to Anna's graduation. Wait, Bob is her mom's partner. Yeah. That is not Anna's dad. Yeah. So like her stepdad. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I don't know if they're married or not. Anna asks if she could come alone, but her mom says she doesn't want to leave Bob by himself. So Anna sloughs it off like it's fine, but you can tell it actually upsets her. So Paul, her sexy co-worker, calls to her and asks her for help out back. She rounds the corner and sees Christian, who said he was in the area on business. He asks her for cable ties, masking tape, and rope. She makes a joke about him being a serial killer, and he's like, not today, which is a very interesting way to respond to something like that. You know what I mean? This movie would be so much more interesting if he was. Yeah, like if he was also a serial killer. Damn. Totally. But nope, sorry. (laughs) He asks her if she recommends anything else, and she says, coveralls to protect your clothes. And he's like, I could just take all my clothes off. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love this shit. It's so funny. They're not subtle at all. Not at all. It it. is the least subtle movie. So she's bagging for him and thanks him for answering all of Kate's questions, but says that she's having trouble clearing a photo of him, and he offers to take an original one the next day. So Hot Paul comes up and asks Anna if she wants her to bag or if she wants him to bag for her. And Christian gives him a look like they will never find your body. Like he does not like this Paul guy. <laughs> okay. So Christian gives Anna sexy. his card and leaves. Huh? Because he's sexy. He's the threat to Yes, exactly. To him. Yeah. So the next day they're doing photos and Kate, Anna, and Jose are there. And Jose is like, like actually taking the photos. And Kate thanks Christian for doing it. And he's like, no problem. And Jose is like, hey, can we do him with a smile? And then Christian like does not smile. And he like <laughs> remains really stayed faced. It made me really <laughs> laugh. I like that a lot. Christian and Anna go for coffee afterwards. And on their way, Christian asks if uh, Jose is or her boyfriend, and Anna's like, no, he's more like family. Hmm. And then he asks about Hot Paul, and Anna also says a very firm no. So she tells him she finds – what? What are you laughing Hot, pa- Hot Paul is just funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so she tells him that she finds him intimidating uh, when they're having coffee, and he says, you should. 
and that he's used to getting his way. And she's like, that must get very boring. <laughs> they start talking about family, and that's when you find out that Anna's dad died when she was a baby, but she was raised by her stepfather, Ray, who she absolutely loved. But mom's on husband four now, so I guess her and Bob oh are God. married. Okay. The subject of being romantic comes up, and when Anna says that she is one, Christian cuts her off and says, I'm sorry, I can't, and he walks her out. She asks, like they're in the street having this conversation now. She asks if the reaction is due to the fact that he has a girlfriend. He's like, I don't do the girlfriend thing. He tells her to steer clear of him, and they separate. Okay, so what he like leaves her. <laughs> okay. So fast forward to after finals. The girls are getting ready to go out to a party. Uh, a package comes to the door, and it reads, Why didn't you tell me there was danger? Why didn't you warn me? Ladies know what to guard against because they read novels that tell them of these tricks, which Anna quickly identifies as being from Tessa the Dubervilles. Oh. Oh, of okay. course, you know, Tessa the Dubervilles. Like, I that's do, my yeah. favorite, right? Yeah. So that was like the one line I couldn't remember from Tessa the Dubervilles. <laughs> so, <laughs> duh. Basically, uh, he sent her some first edition books. Cool. We need to get moving with the story. Uh, <laughs> they're at the party doing shots, and Anna leaves to go pee, and she pulls out her phone to delete Christian as a contact, but instead she decides to call him. She's all drunk and says <sighs> she's sending back the books, and he gets all concerned and protective and asks where she is, and she hangs up, but he calls her back and is like, stay where you are. I'm coming to get you. So I guess he, like, tracked her or something. I don't know. She goes outside, and uh, Jose gives her her jacket, and then Jose tells her he likes her, and he tries to kiss her, and she rejects him. And he keeps trying uh, to, like, you know, get to her. And then Christian shows up, and he pushes him out of the way. And uh, apparently Christian is staying in town still near her, not back in <laughs> Seattle. Oh, and then she faints. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, and she wakes up the next morning in this, like, nice hotel room with, with like, <laughs> some pills and some orange juice, right? And pieces of paper that say, eat me and drink me on them. Oh. This oh. is so nuts. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> that's I, like, can't sweet, though, that's, describe that's this without a smile on my face. What? That's from a book, too. That's from literature. Yeah, of course. It's cheesy, though. So – Christian comes in and assures her that they did not have sex and that his driver went to get her some clothes because her clothes are covered in vomit. <laughs> he scolds her for getting that drunk and says that she put herself in real danger. Oh, and she's she can't like, take care of herself. <laughs> yeah. He says, if you were mine, you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. And he what? like takes his shirt off and she's like, what? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Like he was spanker. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he does finger. Just wait. Spoiler alert. So, okay. So he gets up to shower and she asks him why he's, why she's here. And he says it's because he can't seem to stay away from her despite not wanting a romantic relationship. And she tries to tempt him to touch her, but he says that won't happen until he has her written consent and offers to take her to Seattle to his apartment to show her what he means by that. And Anna accepts. And, okay, so they get into the elevator, and he's like, fuck the paperwork, and he starts kissing her passionately. But then suddenly uh, the door opens and a bunch of people flood in. 
So they're like all disheveled and there's a bunch of people in there. I thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, and the night before, Elliot, who is Christian's brother, was dancing with Kate. And now in this next scene, we see Christian and Anna walk into uh, Anna and Kate's apartment. And you find those two doing it on the couch. And so is he sexy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess like he's definitely sexy. I wouldn't say he's necessarily sexier than Christian. What's his name again? Uh, Elliot, I think. And then, do I know who plays Kate? I don't know her name. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I don't know her real name. I don't That's think he would either. Just curious. oh, she probably is famous, but I don't know it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um. Where was I? Okay, yeah. So Elliot is the more laid-back brother, and he doesn't seem to have Christian's work ethic. But that's not important because this movie sets up a lot of characters, and I guess maybe they go somewhere in the sequels, but I've never seen the sequels. So, like, (laughs) you don't see a lot of these characters anymore. This is very much a setup kind of a movie. Okay. Um, So this is really douchey, but both of them say laters, baby, to each of their respective ladies when they leave, which I think is gross. And Christian? Yeah. Later's baby. They say baby. what now? Later's, Later's baby? baby? Yeah. Gross. I know. Straight white people shit. Gross. Gross. Hate it. All right. Then she's just at work labeling shit. And then uh, she leaves work and Christian's driver, Taylor, takes her to his helicopter. And Ellie Golding's uh, Love Me Like You Do uh, starts oh. playing as Christian pilots the helicopter to Seattle. Christian is a pilot. And so she's like, it's like, love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. And there's all these aerial shots of Seattle. It was cool. It is cool? Yeah, like pretend there's like aerial shots of Seattle. Like close your eyes and pretend there's aerial shots of Seattle. And I'm going to sing, love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. Touch me like you do. Touch me like you do. What are you waiting for? <laughs> it was it was cool. Yeah, that was beautiful. Okay, so once they're there, Christian insists that she sign an NDA forbidding her from discussing anything that they do together, which Anna agrees to sign. You know, because like that's what you normally do when the guy that you're seeing asks you to sign an NDA. Of course. I'm going to keep everything we do a secret. What the fuck? She asks if uh, he's going to make love to her, and he says two things. He says, what do you think he says? I want you to make a prediction here. Sorry. She says if she's going to make – or she asks him if he's going to make love to her. What do you think Um, he says? He's going to say no is the first thing. And second thing, he's going to say you'll speak when spoken to. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but okay. So or something like something like I don't do that, or like the close. same the same the same answer that he had for the romance question. So he he says, "I don't make love." What does he do? He gives it. He no. uh, forces it. He he. I don't make love. I fuck. Oh shit! Oh god. And that's what he said. I don't make love. I fuck hard. <laughs> Speaking of hard. I would hope so. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of tough to do if you're not. Yeah. And then so, okay, the second 
<laughs> oh my god, you're just stupid. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. <laughs> this has really helped my mood for sure. Ridiculous. I've been like not around people for so long and like just doing this and describing this bullshit movie. Oh my god, I can't stop smiling. I can't. This is I'm I'm in my element. I love this so much. I, keep going. Keep going. This is great. Oh god, I'm so glad you're enjoying it and not like miserable. Okay. <laughs> and then the second thing is a bit more heavy. So he just is like, okay, he takes her into his red room. I think he calls it, I don't, I, maybe I wrote down what he calls it, but it's a red room. And I think that's what they call it in the book. Because like, I have a lot of females in my family and you know that they've read these books. <laughs> and I think that's what they call it. Because they were really like into these movies. So wait, wait so she signed the NDA. Has she yeah. signed like consent? Like she's, she's signed a consent form as well? Um, so th- there is another contract coming up. Okay, never mind. This, this movie is conversations, sex, and paperwork. Okay. And aerial shots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry to spoil it. That's that's pretty much all four things. <laughs> it is. Okay, so he takes her to his red room, which is full of some crazy shit. And I'm not kink shaming, but there is some jigsaw-ass looking shit in there. <laughs> and so she goes in and walks around. And he says he does this with women, women who want him to. He's a dominant who wants her to willingly surrender to him. He has rules, follow them, and he'll reward you, break them, he'll punish you. And like, I guess that doesn't seem that... He's a billionaire. That doesn't seem that strange. Especially because he's getting like legal consent to do this, you know? He's certainly going the right way about it, yeah, but... Yeah, like he's a billionaire. Exactly. Like Like the fucking perfect sugar daddy. I'd be your sex toy. Jesus Christ. All right. (laughs) So he says, he explains that their relationship would be purely sexual. They wouldn't sleep together, no romance. Christian informs her that the second contract is already prepared and that they could negotiate what she was and was not willing to try. Well, guess what? What? Guess what? We're going to throw an added interesting complication into it. I mean, I guess it's not a complication, but it's a it's an issue that they solve in a minute. He has ED. No. <laughs> Anna's a virgin. She's never done anything sexually. Wow. Of course. <laughs> I did not see that coming, but I should have. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, in right. the context of this ridiculous movie, she yes. certainly does. Yeah. Yes. It, that's what, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, so he holds her face. He holds her face and asks, where have you been? And she says, waiting. And he replies, men must throw themselves at you. And she's like, never one I've wanted. And then, of course, they fuck. Oh, without yeah. the contract. Yep. He pulls her pants down. Because this is the second time that he's just been like, fuck the paperwork, right? So he yeah. pulls her pants down. And I want to tell you exactly what happens. Tell so me everything. And then her shirt off and they kiss gently. In in any of this movie, how far does the nudity go? Like, do you get full nude of both of them? Um n- n- no. You only get full nude of her. You really? see his butt and like the base of his dick. Hmm. But you don't see the whole peen. Maybe that's for the sequels. I don't know. Maybe I should watch them. Interesting. Or maybe I'll just Google search it. We'll see. <laughs> no, I don't. Not a creep. I'm just joking. But if you want to go get some tissues and 
some lotion or something like that. I am going to about to ex- explain some sex stuff. I'm offended that you think that I didn't already have those things prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're beforehand. Prepared. I forget. Thank All you. Right. Jeez. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good deal. All right. So Hands down, shirt off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he undoes the clasps of her bra. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You were describing her. I thought you were describing yourself. Like, oh, my <laughs> pants are down and my shirt's off. I'm reiterating what I have heard already. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. It's like, I can see you, but if you want that to be the, the narrative, that's fine. But, you know, she and I have that in common. So yes. I'm just trying to get into her character, trying to understand got her more, it. you know. Got it. Got it. So she lies on the bed and he kisses her thighs. And he stands up and he gets completely naked. No peen that I could see, but you do see his butt. And I then, bet you – can I make a prediction? What? He's completely hairless. He – yeah, like he, I don't think he – I don't remember a lot of hair. No, I think he yeah. has a pretty – like at least his butt – he might have like some hair on his chest, but not like overwhelmingly. Huh. He, I don't know. I might, I might have to look back on this, um, but I, I don't think he's like a naked mole rat, but. Got to do better with these details. Yeah, and, I'm sorry. I forgot about the hair. <laughs> I know, I know. I know that's important I, too, though. I just, I'm sure that like with Hollywood standards of what they were trying to portray out of this man, that he was fairly hairless. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, okay, so, and then they, ha- they start having heterosexual sex. Like missionary style. So there's no whips, no ball gags, no nothing. And okay, maybe this is a good halfway point. You're kidding me. Uh, yeah, because I'm like halfway through and that's kind of what – I mean it, it kind of moves pretty quickly. <laughs> Already? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because it, it just—it's it, not that long of a movie, and I totally, I totally would have expected to have more by this point. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe you'd be like, oh man, you should have moved the halfway point, but like nothing's happened and nothing happens, so just predict whatever. Um, it doesn't matter because nothing happens in this movie. Okay. Um, oh boy. Uh, he's gonna fall in love. He's gonna go back on his word about how he doesn't doesn't do romance. It's there's gonna be a moment where she has to decide whether or not she like wants to keep him or she wants to follow the contract or something like. Like there's gonna be some conflict between feelings and paperwork. And they're going to have to sort through it. And they're ultimately going to pick love first. And he's going to be like, fuck the contract. He's going to be like, I don't care about the contract. And he's going to rip it up and they're going to fall in love. I still think there's going to be a fight too. Okay. Um, Is that it? Yeah. I really like, I don't know. what. Yeah. I didn't really give you much to work with. Did I? I don't know what else. I don't even have the list of, of the things that, of like of the things that she's okay and not okay with, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. That yet. Oh God. Yeah, but I'm like nine pages in to fifteen Jeez. pages. I mean, like I think there's a point in time where it's like, okay, I gave up, but you'll see. <laughs> okay. 
I didn't like give up. I did put a lot to work into this. This took me a long time, but. Oh my God, this is so much fun. This is, it's really cool because when I'm listening, like I'm obviously on this side when I listen to the girls' episodes, Yeah. but it's sort of like I can listen in my car and I, I don't need, I don't need to be as invested as I do right now. So yeah. like it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but I fucking love it. And I'm so <laughs> ready. I'm so ready for the next part. Okay. Oh, well, good. Enjoy it because this is not going <laughs> to happen again. I mean, uh, someday maybe if if they, if you four are cool with it, but I don't know. I yeah, I I really loved being on your side as well, and I would do that again in a heartbeat. So um, wonderful. All right. Yeah. She wakes up to hear Christian playing the piano in his living room, and she walks out there naked, and then he carries her back to bed. And I'm guessing they do it again, but you don't get to see anything. Carries her back like like honeymoon through the threshold. Carries her. Uh, I think like she like gets up on the 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 little uh, the seat the bench for the piano, and then yeah, he like grabs her and carries her back into the room. Okay, like not over his shoulder. I think just like <laughs> like holding her. I could. Uh, yeah, I think he just holds her, like like in his arms. Okay. Okay. Later that morning, Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones is playing. Have you ever heard that song? I'll never be your beast beast of burden. burden. We're going to get copyright struck because I'm so, I sound so much like these artists. Identical. (laughs) Uh, That's playing and Anna's making breakfast. They eat together and then they get in the bathtub together and she leans back on him like they're uh, on one of those bobsled roller coasters at an amusement park. So like essentially one person is sitting in the other person's lap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but naked. Uh, Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Uh, as you do at an amusement park. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Then when they get out, he asks her if she trusts him and she says, yeah. And he goes to get a tie and he wraps it around her wrists and he tells her not to move her arms. And then he starts kissing her belly and then they're interrupted because they have a guest. Christian's mom has stopped by. Ooh, yeah. that's awkward. And she's a doctor and she's famous and of I should probably know her name. Hold on. I'll look it up. Of course she's a doctor. Yeah, okay, so his mom is played by Marsha Gay Harden, which is <gasps> cool because her middle name is Gay. That is cool. She's in Whip It. She's the mom in Whip It. Okay, yeah. And she was in Flubber. Oh, I love her so much. Oh, well, I'm glad. That was a pleasant uh, twist. That was a great surprise. Thank you for that. Good. And she's barely in this. All right. Oh, of course. So she's a doctor, and she seems nice enough at this point. Anna meets her, and uh, she came over to invite Christian to lunch, but he can't come, and he's sort of an asshole about it. Uh, and then she leaves, but uh, not before she invites Anna to dinner the following week. Later, uh, Anna is sitting on the bed in the room Christian has designated as hers, and she asks how many women have stayed in there, to which she replies, how many women do you think it is? I'm going to say zero. Larger. <laughs> One? Fifteen. Oh, God. I was not expecting that. Okay. She comments that she's not trying to leave. She just isn't jumping at the idea uh, of getting whipped and tortured in his red room of pain. And he says, 
Everum is much more about pleasure. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Right? Yeah. That's smooth. He's smooth. He's got some smooth retorts. Just goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she asked if they would still go on dates, and he's like, no. She asked him why they can't sleep together, and he's like, trust me, you're going to want your own room. And she's like, you know what? I think I'll hold on to my free will a little longer, thanks. And she asks to be taken home. Ooh. Maybe that would have been a good halfway point. I just remember I really liked the scene where it's like they have sex and he and then she wakes up and he's playing the piano and it's like, oh no, they're gonna have sex again. And then <laughs> it's like you think it's the story's gonna move forward. Nope, more sex. Okay. And then his mom shows up. So okay, would we consider this a fight? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so going. The Weekends, You Earned It plays uh, as he drives a uh, sleeping Anastasia to the base of this trail. So they go for a walk. Um, like a hiking which, trail? Like a they're going for a... Yeah, which is like, I mean, she's really, she's either really stupid or really trusting. I She has a 4.0, so she's <laughs> just really trusting. Okay. Right? Because we made it clear at the very beginning, she's got a 4.0 and a GPS. So yes. they go for a walk where Anna asks how he got started into BDSM, which uh, for those of you guys who don't know is, oh, I don't know. How, what is it? What is it? Bondage? I think it's bondage, sadomasochism. What's the D no, stand what's for? What's, I mean, what's D? Hang on. BDSM meaning. This is my work computer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> BDSM stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, sadism and masochism. Okay. So lots of different words. But that's like six things and it's a four letter. I don't know. But understand. they all either start with BDS or M. Yeah, true. Okay. True. Okay. So you all know what it is. It's, you know, all his jigsaw shit. He Chains ex- and whips. Yeah. They excite me. <laughs> me too. He explains that he was one of his mother's friends submissive for six years, starting when he was 15. And he also mentions that he's still friends with this woman. Isn't that like illegal? That's like, Totally. That's illegal. Yeah, totally. Okay. And I think at this point, I didn't put this in my notes, but I think at this point she makes a joke to, uh, she makes a, a graduate joke who and calls her Mrs. Robinson. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know. Okay, so in The Graduate, um, that movie is about Dustin Hoffman, and he's just graduated from high school, and he's sort of like doesn't know where he's going with his life, and um, he gets, what is the word, propositioned by this older woman, and her name is Mrs. Robinson, and they begin a love affair. I think that's how it goes. Okay. I've only seen it once, but it's it's a it's a good movie, it's a very popular movie. But like Mrs. Robinson is supposed to be, um, like the older woman, like the cougar. That's that's the phrase, and and the only reason I bring it up is because it gets brought up later. Um, but I think that's this is the first time Anna just makes that joke, like Mrs. Robinson, that's referring to the woman that yeah. employed exactly. Christian. Okay, got it. So he then explains to her uh, how being a submissive was freeing and made him feel safe and that uh, she will feel the same way. He also tells her that he's never taken anyone in the helicopter with him. He's never had sex in his own bed and he's never slept next to anyone ever until her. So 
He drives her home and gives her the contract in a manila envelope. She walks into her apartment and to find that he bought her a laptop because hers was broken. And she kept she talked about that multiple times. Uh, so he bought her one. Uh, I don't remember if I told you that, but whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, he messages her on it and he says, thank you for a most interesting weekend. The laptop is yours and I'd like you to use it for research. And Anna's like, would you now? Is this what our relationship will be like? You ordering me around? And he says, oh, I hope so. And what's more, you'd like it. So Anna looks over the contract and we get this voiceover by Christian. So I'm going to read you this. This is, this is a lot. Okay. Is, I assume it's, it's him reading the contract. Like yeah, the contract it's important says. though. Okay. So, I mean, none of this is important, but it's important <laughs> in the context of this story. I got so, my okay. lube ready. <laughs> the following – no, this is really <laughs> sexy. The following are the terms of a binding contract between the dominant and the submissive. The fundamental purpose of this contract is to allow the submissive to explore her sensuality and her limits safely. The dominant – and I just wrote this shit down from what he was saying, so if I mess this up, Sorry. The dominant and the submissive agree and acknowledge that all that occurs under the terms of the contract will be consensual, confidential, and subject to the agreed limits and safety procedures set out in this contract. He reads this in the fucking movie. Uh, (laughs) The submissive will agree to any sexual activity deemed fit and pleasurable by the dominant, accepting those activities outlined in hard limits. Then we see Anna and Kate packing their stuff in the apartment. Then a shot of Christian running, and he gets a text from Anna that says, busy packing for our move to Seattle, missing that tie. So she's flirting back for sure. Okay. All right. This contract montage scene goes on for fucking ever. But it's like, does the submissive consent to this, to that, to this, to that? You know, I'm jumping ahead. We – I don't – you may have said this. What does Christian do? Um – He's a billionaire, but I don't yeah, remember I don't how he got know. his money. I don't think they really go into it. They don't. They don't really go into it. He's just uh, all right. Yeah, they don't really talk about it. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Maybe they do. I don't fucking know. But you didn't know the guy's <laughs> name in yours, so yeah, that's true. whatever. Rachel Weiss. Okay. I'm just kidding. I didn't know that either. Uh, she <laughs> sends him an email that says, "It was nice knowing you." And I'm like, okay. So in the next scene, like a serial killer, he shows up in her apartment and ties her up and blindfolds her and haunted by Beyonce from the absolute best Beyonce album ever. It's called Beyonce Plays. And uh, he runs ice cubes down her body with his lips. And then for like the fourth time in this movie, they have normal sex. No whips, (laughs) no jigsaw traps, nothing. We've not seen any of that yet, have we? I know. Oh, my God. Okay. After the sex, she says she hasn't made up her mind, and then he leaves. So here comes my favorite scene in the whole movie. Okay. This is where they meet to address some of the issues that she has with the contract. He suggests dinner. This whole movie is about the contract. It's about her decision of whether or not to say yes or no. I thought that was decided way earlier than than that. That's interesting. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. This is a pretty flimsy story and she needed to get three books out of it. So (laughs) this is very true. Yeah. So he suggests dinner, but she wants a business meeting. So the room that they go into is so gorgeous. Like I, 
I it's like very sort of darkly lit, but it's like orange and it's this big boardroom and it's really gorgeous. I'll, I'll show it to you in a picture. I really, I remember being like, wow, this is actually really nice. Again, this movie is really pretty. It's like a, a uh, it has some actually pretty nice cinematography. Again, I think the script and just maybe not even just the script, but like just the story the lets it the down. subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so they go into this room and she goes through the contract and reads out her issues. And at one point, she's like, uh, turn to page five, appendix three, soft limits. And she says, find anal fisting, strike it out. <laughs> and then he's like, she's like, strike out vaginal fisting too. And then my favorite line in the entire movie is so good. She says, what are butt plugs? <laughs> <laughs> is that a difficult thing to understand? I don't I understand. So. I don't I don't get what the confusion is. What she is says, there what to are not get here? I guess she's never heard of them. She's a virgin. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but so... she has a 4.0 GPA. <laughs> I don't she's know. She's smart. Yeah, but you can you can be smart and not know about butt plugs. I d- I was not aware of that, but continue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So okay, so it's a lot of other shit, and you probably hate this already. So I'm just gonna keep moving. No, go for he, it. He's just it. he's just listing a bunch of stuff, and then he offers. He says he's like as like a bonus, I will offer a once a week date like a normal couple, and she accepts that. So he's like slowly cracking. Yeah. You know, he's slowly like, okay, I, I don't necessarily mind being with her in that way. She's changing him. Yes. I can change him, Daddy. Yes, I understand. Oh, God. That is always a great mentality to have going into a relationship. <laughs> so Anna says she's going to leave, but her, uh, he tries to get her to stay by saying that he could tell she wants it and what he would do to her. And she plays into it at first and acts like she's really getting excited. Uh, but at the last minute, she pulls back and she's like, thank you for the meeting, Mr. Gray. Ooh. Yeah. So she's Girl. like, bam. <laughs> she retracts the pussy. And I'm sorry. Know, that was so gross. I'm <laughs> but sorry. She does. Who is the dom and who's the sub here? I know, right? Let's, yes. Let's re-examine this here. Exactly. So next we have Anna and Kate's graduation. We see that while her mom did not come, Ray, her stepdad, did come. Oh, her and mom didn't make it? That's no. sad. Remember, because in the room, mom, or the mom says that she can't come because Bob uh, broke his foot? Oh, I'm thinking that Ray was Bob. Who is – oh, Ray's her – Ray's the stepdad. Yeah. Yes, got it, got it. Okay, sorry. Oh, my God. The intricacies of this movie are going over your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, that was, it's too much for you. <laughs> that was my focus here uh-huh. off the bat, but that's Okay. I'm, I'm back now. We're good. Ray, yeah, Ray is the stepdad that she really, really liked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then Christian gives the commencement speech for some Why? reason. I what? Know. What? He's just, I mean, he's a billionaire and he's, you know, young. I think he's like 26 or 27 years old. And so he wants to give, I mean, they, they ask him to give him the speech. Maybe Anna right. um, had him do it. I don't know. But that they don't <laughs> explain that. Christian meets Ray at that after party. It's really nice, actually. Um, okay. And then uh, he they they like take a picture together. 
um, Christian, like Christian, like the press is there and they need to take a picture of Christian and Christian takes a picture with, and uh, it's, it's cute. So they're, they're like finally photographed together. You know how he's like, he's never been photographed with a woman? Yeah, yeah. Well, now they are. Uh, later that night, he surprises her with a car for graduation. And uh, as she's sort of like accepting it and everything, she kind of like rolls her eyes at him after he says something. And he takes her inside and spanks her because that was impolite. God, I hate this movie. Okay. <laughs> like, what was wrong with me? I have Dakota is amazing, but I can't really describe her performance, so I don't fucking know. We are moving ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> takes her oh. inside, like the car or the. No, he takes her in her apartment, and he's spanking her. Oh, he bends her over her knee. Okay. Sorry, I had to wipe the sweat from my face because I'm still under this fucking blanket. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a steamy movie. It's okay. I understand. Yeah, I'm getting real hot. Uh, it's coming off my loins. <laughs> okay. So, uh, he eventually takes her into his red room and a really slowed down version of Crazy in Love by Jay-Z and Beyonce plays. This and it's I like, know. That was like really popular yeah, and yeah. it's actually a really good song uh, uh i i really like that um but i don't really like this scene he tells her to take her shoes off and put her arms above her head he turns around and he braids her hair <laughs> i'm not kidding <laughs> he braids her hair what the fuck? i think like to make sure it like is stays together um i thought he was gonna get like, it. pull it or something but he doesn't you don't want to get it caught in the saw traps i understand yes exactly exactly uh so he says when he comes into this room this is how she needs to be, waiting for him, kneeling by the door. Uh, he gets this stick, and he tells her to hold out her hand. Uh, he rubs the stick down her arm and then hits her hand with it. She says it doesn't hurt, and he replies that most of the fear is in her head. Uh, he puts these shackles on her and locks her to this rack on the ceiling. He goes behind her, and he's kissing her neck, and then he comes around the front and he pulls down her underwear and he sniffs them. And then he gets this stick out again and he smacks her butt with it. And then he smacks her a couple more times. Honestly, nothing that painful yet, you know. Okay. And then it's a bunch of quick flashes as he bends her over and ties her hands around this ring thing and – in one of the flashes, you can see the base of his penis, and then he's having sex with her in the butt, but then in the vagina, and then in the butt, and then in the vagina again, and then he carries her out in his arms into her room. So that was one of the sex scenes. Is she still alive? Yes, she's still alive, Good. yes. Good. Okay. Yes, she... Yes, for now. <laughs> Uh, she later comes out of her room and they have this nice moment where they dance together uh, before they go to his parents' house for dinner. Okay, so they go to the parents' house and they meet his sister, who is Rita Ora. Oh, okay. Her name is Mia in this movie. Okay. And you meet his dad and then his brother and Kate are both there too. I'm glad that that's still a thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know them very well, but I like them. Oh, I'm glad. Anna mentions that she's visiting her mother in Georgia the next day, something Christian did not know about. 
So he excuses them both and he carries her outside, spanking her. Yeah. Oh, also, How do you- <laughs> also, like, you really never see Mia or the dad or any of these people ever again. So, how I, I'm really struggling with visualizing how a movie that takes itself this seriously can have scenes of a man, a grown man, like spanking and reprimanding a woman. Not once, but several times throughout this movie. So like up until this one, this one seemed believable in the movie. Like it, does it make sense? Yeah. Well, this one seemed a little bit more silly. The other two, uh, they were like, I guess more in the context of like being like sexual. Even I, I don't, think that they succeeded in being sexy, but I think that they were uh, attempting to be more sexual. Whereas this one was like a full on, like he's, she's carrying her and he's spanking her or whatever. But I don't think, and they're like yelling, they get into this fight about how each of them feels like the other is trying to change them. Uh, So he, he sort of like carries her out away from the house, I guess they're, they're like, out in they're out in the yard. Okay. Okay. So uh, he says that he just wants her to sign the contract, and she's like, she just wants to be able to have a normal relationship with him. And then uh, she sees these scars on his chest and asks if they're burns. And he says, all she needs to know is that he had a rough start in life. And so he later explains that his birth mom was an addict and a prostitute. So I don't know. I guess he. Her and the baby? I don't know. But they don't Maybe explain it. Maybe it's just it. abused. But, like, she's seen him naked. Why is this the first time that she's bringing this up? I don't know. I know, right? That's dumb. Is it the first time that the audience is privy to these scars? Yeah, I've not seen it. I'm not, I hadn't seen them. You don't really – yeah, you don't really get to – you know, because when, when there's naked Dakota Johnson, I'm not really looking at – I mean, and I'm gay, and I'm not looking at Jamie <laughs> Dorton. I'm looking – at Naked Dakota Johnson, who I will say, like, I'm not trying to, she's a brilliant actor. She's extremely talented. I don't want to objectify her in any way, but God damn, she is so attractive. She's stunning. Yeah. I, she, yeah, a absolutely beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh, where are we now? Oh, okay. Okay. So that kind of just ends. And the next day, Anna is boarding a plane to Georgia to see that her flight has been upgraded to first class. And, uh, she like texts him and is like, coach was fine or whatever. And he's like, first class is nicer. <laughs> so she arrives at her house and <laughs> what? <laughs> she arrives at her mom and Bob's house. And that night she texts him and says, miss you, wish you were here. And he replies, miss you too, having dinner with a friend. And she asks if that friend is Mrs. Robinson. And he responds, don't worry about it. So now he's trying to make her jealous, it feels like, to me Uh at least, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, then he calls her and she doesn't answer. So the next day, she's having drinks with her mom at a restaurant. And Christian shows up commenting about how many Cosmos she's had. And he explains that his friend, who he had dinner with, encouraged him to come. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. This happened really fast. He went all the way to Georgia to her house? Yeah. And just showed up at her mom's house. Yeah, that's kind of just how it happened. No, at the restaurant they're at. at. Oh, my God. Maybe I'm going too fast. I'll start over. <laughs> All right, so we start in space. 
I'm just kidding. So I'll say the next day she's having drinks with her mom at a restaurant and Christian okay. shows up commenting about how many Cosmos she's had. Christian shows up to the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So she did drive. He did come all the way to Georgia. He probably flew. Uh, he explains that his friend who he had dinner with, which is Mrs. Robinson, encouraged him to come. Okay. The next morning – because again, this movie just jumps all over the place. Next morning, he takes her on a surprise trip in this really trippy-looking plane. There's this other plane that's up there with it, and then it gets released, and then it looks like it's just gliding, and it can do cool flips and shit. It was really nice. Uh, and then Christian got a call to go back to Seattle about some work emergency, and uh, when she gets back, he's like clearly frustrated. Uh, but he won't tell her why. So, and then he's like, hey, go into the playroom. Yeah, he calls it the playroom, maybe. Maybe I just wrote that wrong. But <laughs> it's the red room. It's the the jigsaw room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, so they're back at the, they're back at his house. Right. Then right. he ties her to those ring things again. And he asks her her safe words. And she says, red and yellow. And he tells her to remember those. He blindfolds her and then he takes his whip and dangles it over her and lets it caress her body. And then he starts whipping her. And then right when they're about to do it, it cuts away. And then he's playing piano again. (laughs) Right? Okay. So she tries to get close to him and talk about his childhood, but he pulls back and they get into this fight where she doesn't understand why he feels the need or want to punish her. And she asks him if she told him that she felt the same way about being punished as he does about her touching him, would he still want to punish her? And he says, no, but that he would still need to. And then he says, he's 50 shades of fucked up. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. we're going to pause right here. We're going to pause. We're going to take a deep breath, and we're going to reflect on, on what we're listening to right now. Uh, <laughs> genuine question, though. <laughs> Is this the first time that we've heard the phrase Fifty Shades yes. in this movie? What, do we know what that's referring? Is that like a, a, a known phrase that I should know? No, I don't know. I had never heard of it before, Fifty Shades of Grey. Or even like Fifty Shades of Anything, Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Like, where is that? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Hmm. That's a take three thing. Well, Well, yeah, it's like maybe the girls will know. (laughs) Yeah. Continue. Okay. So he says he's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up, and she asks him to show her. Show her the worst it can be. The only way she'll be able to understand if she is, is if she sees the worst it can be. Right? Mm-hmm. So they go back into the red room and he asks her if she's sure about this. She confirms. He undresses her. He bends her over and he tells her that they are going to both count to six as he whips her bare ass. You can tell it's really getting him off and it's really hurting her. So okay. they count one, two, three, four, five, six. He finishes and she recoils back from his touch. Okay. And she's like, I don't mean to be inappropriate here, but I, I, I genuinely want context here. I, 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 you say he finishes. He finishes oh, no, all no, six? No, no, no. He finishes 
he finishes whipping her. Okay, okay. He doesn't like he does not climax or anything. Okay. Um <laughs> he, yeah, so uh, And she know, doesn't want to touch him. And she recoils back from his touch and she's like, Don't fucking touch me. And she asks if this is how he wants to see her. And she walks out of the room telling him not to come near her. So we next see her lying in bed and she's still very shaken. And it's her own bed. He walks in and asks her to please not hate him. She tells him he'll never do that to her again. She tells him that she fell in love with him, but he's like, no, no, you can't love me. She asks him to leave her room and he does, and she continues crying. The next morning, she comes out of her room and asks for her car. Christian explains that he sold it and that he'd sent her a check for, uh, or he'd sent her a check and that Taylor would take her home. So she walks into the elevator and he follows her and she yells, Stop, no. And he says, Anna. And she says, Christian. Boom. Doors close. Movie's over. Bye. <laughs> I'm out. This has been great. Goodbye. <laughs> Movie's over. No end credit scene. Nothing. What the fuck? I can't. That's it? That is it. There's no resolve. There's no finish. <laughs> None. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not in the other. I mean, like, I guess it's in the other two. I'm, I'm speechless. I, I surely don't know. I. <laughs> it's not quite a uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of <laughs> ending. You know, it's not really that big of a cliffhanger, but it does kind of leave you on a cliffhanger. They, do, they don't resolve anything. Yeah. They're going to. Yeah. They, these motherfuckers are going to make me watch the sequels to this. Uh-huh. And that, oh. Doesn't that suck? But don't you want to now? <laughs> yeah, I need some answers. <laughs> no, here's here's what's better. You watch them, and then I'll explain it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, yeah, not not a great story, really. That's uh, it wasn't good. But your explanation, I had a blast. This was great. <laughs> this oh, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, are we ready to rate this? Oh yeah, do I need to write it down? Uh, that's what they do. On yeah, hold on. Sorry, I, I. Yeah, you're right. They do. Hold on. And then we go three, two, one, and then we show them. Okay. Okay. Three, two, two, one, one. <laughs> <laughs> Is yours just a zero? No. Oh. Yeah. I, I. That was a joke, but. Is okay. Three. So. I mine was a zero, but then I turned it around and it's a three. It was a zero with a dead face in it, but I'll <laughs> give it a three. And you gave it four butt plugs out of ten. Out of ten, he drew the butt plugs. Four butt plugs. Oh, uh, since I haven't seen it, I'll go first. Um, I think the story is hideously stupid. I think it is tragically stupid. I am so let down by the ending. I hate that we did not get any resolve. Um, but there is something to be said about good acting. There's something to be said about good editing, uh, good production and a good soundtrack. And, 
I think that's why I didn't put it lower because all of those other things are also important to a movie and those sound dope as hell. So um, yeah, I try my best to like explain to some I, degree, you know, at least the soundtrack, you know, yeah, no, you it, it is, it's, it's crazy that like we would wind up doing a movie um, that I really can't explain to you the good aspects of it. I think <laughs> Uh, I probably would have given this movie like a five before, no, maybe like a a five or a six, honestly. I, I, I really remembered it fondly. Um, I liked the idea that they, they were willing to sort of stop the movie at that point and sort of not resolve it. But I guess that's more of a con now that I'm thinking about it. The three is just because I had to pour over this movie and (laughs) you're right. It's, there's not much. There's there's not much story there. It's sort of cheesy and it's very cheesy and it's not sexy and I don't know the I don't know what it says or it, you know what I mean if it if it presents a bad image or a bad like I like that he needs to get consent. Yeah, I think he did everything right. Yeah, I think that's good, but he's also yeah. very creepy. So that's sort of you know, it's just it, I'll, I'll go as far as to call it definitely offensively not sexy. Um, I don't know if it, if it like needs to be canceled or anything like that, but it's certainly not uh, the sexy movie that I think it was trying to be. I think I also, I don't want to say underwhelmed, but maybe just surprised at how little time we spent in that red room. Yeah. And comparatively how many times they had, I don't want to say normal sex, but sex outside of, those props and, and, uh, toys and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I more vanilla. I do want to watch this though. I I am eager to watch this. Are you, I like, I, I totally understand that. Like I, I, most of the time when these movies are explained to me, like I, I'm eager to just to see them, Yeah. but it's, I don't know. It's it's very rarely as good as the explanation because <laughs> yeah. so there's something about just having it explained to you that I just really I don't know. I really like. Yeah. No. But that yeah, you I, did. I and I'm eager to watch the the sequels now <laughs> because it really don't like I I realized that on these last couple of viewings to prep for this like you. You, everything's just left up in the air. Like, yeah. And it, you know, they introduce so many things and then just don't resolve anything. Yep. You're right. She really did stretch this out to, <laughs> to three this books. This is like one third of a movie. <laughs> I'm also, yeah, I think that's another thing I'm curious about, or I hope that the girls cover is uh, the differences between the book and the movie. And if this was faithful or if there was more in the book, um, we'll have to see. But you did a fantastic job. I had such a good time. Oh, I well, hope thank you, you so too. much. I really had a good time too. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, not uh, reading it. It was great. Writing it sucked, but reading it was <laughs> was funny. I enjoyed reading it. I had a blast. Uh, do we want to move on to our watchlist ads and recommendations? Yeah, sure. For my watchlist ads, uh, to prep for the questions that you asked. I had a really rough time answering the sexiest question, like what's the sexiest movie movie you've ever seen? And so I Googled it. I was like, you know, sexiest movies. And a lot of them were like movies that I had never seen. Uh, But one of them that came up was The Mummy. And I was like, ooh, 
that's a sexy movie. So that's why I was like, oh, keep that in mind because that's I'm adding that to my watch list because really, yeah, because it's like it's sex isn't um, Brendan. Uh, Brandon Fraser? Yeah, he's like shirtless in that, isn't he? He's like super buff. Yeah, okay. I guess he's, and I guess he's kind of sexy. Rachel Weisz is in that one too, so. Ah. Isn't she? Please tell me she is. That's her, right? Right? I know that they replace her at some point, but I'm I talking know, the she's original. In the first one. It is Rachel Weisz, so yeah. funny how that came full circle. Look uh, at you. I'm also adding Twilight to this because that was the original source material. I feel like I am way overdue for those movies, and I feel like those are going to be a fun time as well. <laughs> you know, my Twilight was going to be my answer to the like a bad movie that introduced me to an actor. And I was, I mean, I could say Kristen Stewart or um, Robert Pattinson because I love them oh. both. But yeah. I like two things. Like, I don't think Twilight is that bad. Um, I mean, it's, there's, I don't know, like, it's not a movie I hate, you know what I mean? Like this movie now. Are you talking about the first one? Because I yeah. feel like there's, there's admirable qualities about the first one, but they just get worse and worse as they go on. Do I have that right? Um, yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> but it's so funny. Cause like I saw every single one of them opening weekend, all five really? of them. Mm-hmm. I just feel like anything I see online about them is making fun of them. So I feel like I've only seen the bad parts of them, but yeah, regardless, um, I also didn't want to like offend the girls on our crossover episode. Cause I know that <laughs> they're fans. <laughs> uh, and for my recommendations, I'm recommending bad times at the El Royale. If you want to see uh, Dakota Johnson being a badass like she always is, that's a good one to go to. Hell yeah. Love that movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's that it's my favorite performance of hers. She oh, yeah. God, that movie's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And once you watch that movie, you can uh, check out our episode. Yes. Yes, indeed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Synergy. My earphones keep coming out. All right. So on my watch list, I put a bunch of movies. I added uh, that I care a lot movie. Yes, please do. I put that on there. I want to see Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes, me too. Um, I want to see Minari. Oh, yeah, me too. I great things about that, but I I still want to see it. Do you mean that you've heard bad things about it? Yeah, I've heard some bad reviews, yeah. Oh, interesting. I've heard, like, nothing but great things about that movie. Oh, well, good. Interesting. Uh, I put that Sound of Metal movie on there with Riz Ahmed. I really want to see that. And um, I the Looks That Kill, which is uh, the movie about the guy that if people look at his face, they die. I've not heard of that. Is that new? Yeah, it came out in 2020, apparently. Interesting. I think it sounds good. That sounds like it. fun, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And then for my recommendations, I have a TV show and a movie. Okay. So this is how it ties in to this movie. All right. So this movie was directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Do you know who Sam Taylor Johnson is? No. You know who her brother is? No. Aaron Taylor Johnson. And you know who Aaron Taylor Johnson is? Yes. Kick-Ass. Yes. He's Quicksilver too. He's in a bunch of movies, but he's in Kick-Ass and I saw it the other day. I rewatched it the other day and you guys should watch it. And it's kind of related to this movie because they're, <laughs> they're actually related. So bam, 
that yes. one. And then <laughs> I have a, a TV show that's kind of like Kick-Ass in the sense that it's about superheroes. And um, it's this new show called Invincible. And I urge every – it's on Amazon and I urge everyone. There's three episodes out right now. There might is be that, more by the time this episode airs. Is that the animated one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is so good and so much fun. And it, it's like a it's it took me back to the old days when I would watch like Justice League and Static Shock and stuff, but it's adult. Like they cuss in and there's violence in it and stuff. And if you can watch the entire like literally give it the first episode, and if you are not like completely entrenched in what's going on, you I don't know what to tell you. Like you will be, you certainly will be. And I love superheroes. So like another thing to watch with, like, just give it all to me. Like (laughs) I watch so much superhero content. I I just, it's my favorite thing. Like I I like that's the best and invincible is so, so good. And I don't, I can't even oversell it. Like that's how much, that's how, blown away by it i was so i saw a very small clip from that show and it was incredibly graphic and gory and it reminded me a lot of that harley quinn show that you would talk about yes Um, and it seemed very much like that same kind of animated adult harley quinn takes itself less seriously and the um the jokes are more meta and in your in your face rather than this actually takes itself pretty seriously like it is a superhero story. It's funny. Like there are parts where you laugh, but um, like it's a serious story. Like I don't – there's no reason why this could not be a live action story. There's okay. no reason. Like uh, aside from the fact that it would have to be rated R. I guess the only reason I asked that is because I want it – like do you need to have seen anything before this to watch the show? Oh, no. It's completely – you know what's so cool is it's completely original to my knowledge like – and there's a plethora of new superhero characters that you get to meet. And as far as I know, I, I think they're all original. I don't think that this is like a a Marvel or a DC. I mean, it might be it might be from them, but it's not. It doesn't have any of those characters. These are all, as far as I know, new characters. And I could be wrong on that, but I've never seen any of them before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what's so exciting too is like getting to meet <laughs> all the new people. And there's there's like really there's like really good diversity in it. I think that they're they like do a good job of um, having diversity in some surprising places. And it's not a big deal. And it's I don't know. I just I really find it so enjoyable. And I watched there was only three episodes, and I watched all three just bam bam bam. And then I was like no. <laughs> So I don't know what day it comes out, but hopefully there's more soon. Awesome. I will have to check that out. I think that's it. I think we've done it. How do you feel? I am getting a horse from talking. <laughs> this is going to be – it's a big one. Yeah. But I had a blast. I did this too. This is so much fun. I have been grinning the whole time. I've been Please. looking forward to this, and I think it was a massive success. Yeah, yes. I thank you. Uh, we explain movies, Kimmy, Kayleen, and Courtney, mm-hmm. for like just doing this with us and um, also being so patient with me with the whole sickness shit. Um, thank you for your prayers and your support and your love. And, and always, not even just, just then, but um, I'm just so blessed to 
have the four of you people in my life. And um, thank you all for doing this with us. We were rooting for you. And thank you all for listening. Yeah. Uh, now go check out their episode over at We Explain Movies. They will have adopted our format to study this movie. And I'm very excited to hear what they have to say about it because it seems yeah. like a disaster. They're going to rip this shit a new one. <laughs>